The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. questions you always had, the answers you were never given, the place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. to everyone around the world and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas at VeritasRadio.com. I'm your host, Mal Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time or your truth journey brought you here, welcome home. And you have to listen to tonight's full interview. So if you don't have access, go get it now. Just click on subscribe and enjoy hundreds of hours every single interview we have ever done. Stop waiting. Get the truth. And I'm sure you want to give your life an upgrade. So head on over to SanitasRadio.com and listen to what we have to offer there. I'm telling you, my life has been upgraded, and so can yours. And if you want to get in touch with me, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or just want to offer feedback, I welcome your comments. Just go to our website, at VeritasRadio.com. And tonight we discuss the unholy feminine, new feminism, and the satanic epi-eugenics agenda. Tonight's special guest has a disclaimer for all of you. Nothing in this interview is new or uniquely his information. As the old saying goes, there's nothing new under the sun. This means that truth is objective and eternal. Reality remains reality, regardless of whether or not it is recognized and accepted as such. All he can do is present the information in a personalized framework with his particular style applied. Now, if you're easily offended, I want you to stop this audio now. His presentation style is often extremely intense and at times even combative. He doesn't sugarcoat his words or his delivery. Some of you may likely become upset or angered by some things you will hear him say tonight. So be it. Truth itself, by its very nature, is belligerent, because it wages war against all forms of deception and mind control. He does not present his information to be liked, to be popular, to make money, or to make friends. He speaks publicly only because he recognizes that, in a time of such overwhelming ignorance and deception, The fact that he understands such information regarding what is taking place in our world places him in a position of moral obligation to communicate it to others in an attempt to help them to understand it as well and to encourage them to do something about it. The next special guest is none other than Mark Passio, an independent researcher, public speaker, radio talk show host, conference organizer, freedom activist, musician, and a very requested guest on this very program, Veritas. And we have a more comprehensive bio on our website. 
His website is whatonearthishappening.com. From Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, where I was a few days ago during the Free Your Mind conference, I would like to welcome our friend, Mark Passio. Hello, Mark, and welcome back to Veritas. Mel, it's an absolute pleasure to be back on Veritas Radio. Thank you so much for inviting me back. Always, always my pleasure. And Mark, I have to tell you, I was in Pennsylvania a few days ago. I watched your presentation, and as I said, one thing is to listen to you on the radio, but another is to actually watch you in person. I mean, you you really give your heart when you speak the truth. And as you know, Veritas means truth, so we are kin right here. This new material that you discussed a few days ago, what prompted you? Because I have been observing this trend in the back of my mind. Something is very wrong, but I wasn't able to utter the words, and you, boom, you put it all into one presentation. What is new under the sun here? Well, I really appreciate that, Mel. I'm glad that the, the uh, presentation that I gave at Free Your Mind 4 uh, came across and was received well by many people. Um, this is, as you said, uh, a trend, a societal trend that uh, many people who are uh, aware of it have been noticing going on for decades, uh, for uh, a number of years. And it is an agenda. It is a deliberately constructed occult agenda if you get down to it and go down deep into the rabbit hole and really discover the types of social engineers and occultists who are uh, propagating this uh, eugenics agenda throughout society. And uh, what the presentation that I gave was actually on was the neo-feminism agenda. The, um, the full title of the presentation was The Unholy Feminine. Neo-feminism and the satanic epi-eugenics agenda. Now that's a mouthful, uh, but if you really uh, break down each part of uh, what uh, the title consisted of there, we're talking about the unholy feminine energy in the world. We're talking about um, not just females, but we're talking about um, this dynamic of ultimately uh, wanting to manipulate, wanting to control covertly. That's the unholy feminine dynamic. And neo-feminism is uh, a propagation of this uh, dark energy throughout our society. And again, I uh, first had to make the distinction and set a bunch of definitions in this presentation to help people understand what we're really talking about here. I'm not talking about classical feminism. Um, classical feminism is just the idea that... Um, there should be equality for both genders in our natural rights as human beings uh, under natural law uh, that, uh, you know, w the, the rights uh, and behaviors and acts that one person can do and conduct in the world should be the same for all. And the things that are harmful that cause harm to other people, both genders should not participate in and do to other sentient beings. It's a very, it's a very simple concept, uh, true equality under natural law, under moral law, and under human rights. There's nothing really complicated about it. Classical feminism also put forward uh, the uh, very simple notion that, you know, people, all people, if they're doing the same work, they should receive, re receive the same pay for the same work that they do. And there shouldn't be any um, control system based on gender, such as a patriarchy, men controlling women, or a matriarchy, women controlling men. These are illegitimate concepts because they're based on control and coercion, and uh, there shouldn't be 
either type of imbalance in society. Instead, uh, classical feminism uh, kind of postulated that there should be cooperation and a familial bond between the genders. And that's how I think. I mean, you, you could consider me a classical feminist, if anything. Uh, but neo-feminism, what many people called second and third wave feminism, um, has postulated very, very different radical notions uh, that are widely uh, askew from classical feminism. Uh, these uh, promote additional so-called rights and privileges for women over men and often attempt to equate the genders in all aspects, not just rights. In other words, in characteristics, qualities, uh, and even uh, abilities, which, you know, we're all different. You know, we're, we're not all the same. You know, some people have uh, different proclivities and uh, different personality traits and characteristics, and some people are better at some things than others. And there are differences in the genders physically uh, and even emotionally. And these differences aren't, they shouldn't try to be wiped out of society, they should be celebrated, and you know uh, we, we should all understand how the, the the genders are different and unique, and you know those uh, those aspects should be uh, should be uh, celebrated in society. Well, neo feminism uh, th- wants to destroy those distinct that distinctiveness between the genders. They wants to kind of bring it together, homogenize it, androgenize it, and it also kind of thinks that. Um, there should be a um, skewed role in uh, power. There shouldn't be cooperation between the genders, but they often uh, advocate for a matriarchal society, one in which women should be, you know, the decision makers and the movers and shakers of the society and should be in so-called control over men. Uh, this is the, these are the overall overarching characteristics of neo-feminism, but there's a very, deeper occult agenda that goes hand in hand with neo-feminism and it has to do with what characteristics get bred into society through uh you know uh human sexual interaction and procreation and this is what i call this whole topic is what i call the elephant in the room uh this eugenics agenda is uh you know something that has been staring humanity in the face for a number of decades but many people don't want to acknowledge it or look at it because it involves very uncomfortable truths regarding social engineering in general and the groups of people who are steering human perception through through the social engineering that they are doing. And a lot of people just don't want to come to the acceptance of the fact that there is a small, privileged, elitist class of human beings in our society that almost consider themselves gods. They consider themselves people who have the, the, the divine right somehow to direct human society and decide ultimately who lives and who dies. That's what they really want to do. They want to be like gods that, that gets to determine, you know, uh, not only everything that happens, they want to be all knowing and all powerful, but they ultimately want to, uh, dictate who is allowed to procreate and who is not allowed to procreate. And, uh, this, uh, agenda has been ongoing for a number of years, decades, even, uh, some people would say it's been ongoing for centuries. And it is um, something that uh, uh, is very controversial. People don't don't want to look at it because it involves facing uncomfortable truths. And that's what the word controversial means. I kind of outlined this in the presentation. Um, the word controversial, when, when you say, well, he's going to talk about some controversial topics today, you know, neo-feminism and eugenics, okay, and how this is a satanic agenda even. Well, what does the word controversial really mean? 
It comes from Latin. And if you break down the word controversial, it comes from two Latin words. The word contra, the first part of controversial, means face-to-face, directly up against, facing toward, okay? And then the the second part, part of the word controversial is the Latin verb versare. Versial comes from versare. And versare is a Latin verb meaning to change or to alter, Okay, so if you put them together, it's face-to-face and change. So literally, the word controversial means confronting change. It doesn't just mean something that people don't want to hear or it might be, you know, something that, oh, well, it's not what the, the status quo might want people to consider. It's something that's different and unique in that regard. It literally means that it's difficult for people to even consider because it involves themselves coming face to face with changing. And many people are resistant to change because change means Real change means you have to think differently and then you have to behave differently. You have to possibly acknowledge that what your previous conceptions and your previous perceptions were may have been incorrect, may have even been manipulated and engineered by someone else. And then you have to do the work to admit that you were wrong and then to change not only your thoughts, but to ultimately change your behavior regarding those perceptions. That's one of the most difficult pieces of work for any human being to ever do because it's internal work. It's work upon the deep aspects of the self, the psyche and the, the, the human emotions. And a lot of people are uncomfortable with doing that kind of work. But, you know, I couldn't in all good conscience not talk about this topic. I've known about this topic, Mel. I'd say since I was in my late teen years, I've noticed this trend. So that's how long I've actually sat on this knowledge and information. I I didn't actually formalize it until recently and put it into a formal presentation style until just recently at the Free Your Mind 4 conference just outside of Philadelphia uh, this past April. But, um, you know, I finally did that and I think, you know, Putting together a large outline and then building this slide presentation was one of the best ways of uh, putting this information out there in a coherent style so that people can understand all the different aspects to it and start studying it for themselves. So I just want to say that, you know, a few things as a caveat. I, I would not be willing to alienate so many potential listeners of, of my information. I mean, we're talking about I'm talking about a topic that largely affects women here, and women are largely manipulated by these topics. So, you know, to talk about this could potentially insult and alienate women. Uh, you know, I say potentially because if you're really hearing what I'm saying, there's nothing anti-woman in it. What's going on is an agenda that's anti-human, and I'm trying to make women aware that they're being manipulated, and uh, the things that they are being made to, the behaviors that they are being made to conduct as a result of this manipulation is not only based bad for men, it's bad for them too. It's bad for all human beings in the long term. So I want to say I'm I'm the furthest thing from a woman hater. I'm not a misogynist. I love women. I I, I you know absolutely want women to thrive in this world. I want them to have all the rights that all human beings should have and should express. And, um, you know, I don't have hatred in my heart toward them. Uh, I see the modern 
woman in general as being conditioned and manipulated in many ways by well, this occult go, agenda. If, yes. If we can, let's go step by step because sure. what you're saying is resonating a lot with me. And just a couple of examples. I remember back in 1988, for example, 87, when I used to be in the corporate world, I remember this is the first time when I realized that something is happening, something is changing. I was looking through a glass door and a beautiful woman walked by. I simply looked at her as she walked by. While I got pushed towards the glass, I almost broke it by another woman who said, don't look at women like that. Wow. And I was not even looking at that, that, that woman in a, in a dirty manner. I was um, admiring what I saw. And then years later, I'm a person who I consider myself a gentleman. I like to open doors to men and women. And a lot of times when I open doors for women, a lot of times they say, no, thank you. I can do it myself. Almost as if they take it as if I'm trying to, 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 to make myself better for doing so. And wow. when you use the word eugenics within the context of tonight's presentation, are you saying that because of this new trend of homogenizing both sexes into one, this will eventually or could potentially reduce the birth rate to the point of extension? I would say, Mel, it already has reduced the human birth rate, and it's reducing it further and further, especially in certain westernized countries, which I could talk about a little bit later uh, during the interview. But um, ultimately, it is not just for population reduction. That's something that people have to understand about eugenics. Um, eugenics, the goal of eugenesis is – uh, population reduction is one of their goals, most certainly, but it is not the only goal of eugenics. Uh, and we could define exactly what eugenics is in a moment, but I just want to uh, talk about this point briefly. Uh, eugenics, uh, one of its main goals is um, breeding certain desired characteristics and traits into the human population while simultaneously breeding other characteristics and traits that are considered undesirable to the social engineer or eugenicist out of the human gene pool, out of the human society. So that's what the long-term goal of the neo-feminism eugenics agenda is. It is to uh, steer and manipulate the perceptions of women regarding what characteristics in males they deem and find and perceive as attractive so that when they choose potential mating partners, uh, they are going to um, breed into society um, a whole different set of traits and characteristics uh, that are um, – amenable to the desires and goals of the current entrenched ruling class, as opposed to breeding with people who would be um, possessive of characteristics that the so-called ruling class or the elite of today find uh, dangerous and do not want to see propagated and do not want to see expanded uh, in uh, all of human society. So that's ultimately what we're talking about here. We're talking about a program of selective breeding that is manipulated. And that's why I don't call it eugenics. I call it epi-eugenics. We're going beyond classical methods of eugenics methodologies, which have been forced sterilization, you know, using war to reduce the population, etc. Abortion. We're talking direct physical methods usually uh, used to d reduce population. Now we're in an epi-eugenics world. We're in a world where they're doing it 
through biological means. We're, we're, they're doing it through chemical additives in food, water, and air. They're doing it through social engineering or mind control means. We're talking about mind control that is being... Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.